If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. When you think about creating on a more evergreen scale, it's this great foundation for your content strategy. And it's again, this way that you can establish yourself as an authority in your field. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Think about it. A lot of businesses are born because people love doing something. There's this thing in their life that if they could get paid to do it, that would be the dream. And for so many of us, when we start our businesses, we visualize these days where we're just doing that thing. But in reality, when we create a business, a lot of times, like 90% of the time, we are doing all of this stuff around the thing. Are you tracking with me? Like if we had a pie chart of all of the tasks that we as entrepreneurs are doing on the daily, the actual passion, that thing that sparked the business would probably take up a tiny sliver of it all. We're invoicing, building the website, hopping on Zoom calls, responding to emails, and creating a lot of content. Now, a lot of times entrepreneurs don't connect with this idea that they are a content creator. Like no, no, no. I'm not a content creator. I do this thing that I really love. But for most of us, I'd say the majority, it's imperative that we create content that helps us share about, inform others, promote and sell the thing, the offer. Now, when I think about content, content includes things like blog posts, podcast episodes, YouTube videos, website copy, social posts, eBooks, webinars, email newsletters, the list goes on. And it's so easy for us to feel like we're constantly in content creation mode. It becomes this process of like churning and burning. And our content oftentimes doesn't actually work for us. We're the ones working on it. 
Well, today is the day that that all changes. Let's talk about how we can create with intentionality and give our content a longer lifespan so that long after we hit publish, it is still working for us and driving results. My third point in today's episode is going to blow your mind and it is going to have you rethink your content creation process and promotion forever. Now, real quick, before I get started, I can't reveal too much, but if you want to learn how you can 20X your traffic in under an hour a week using content you probably already have, hop on over to Instagram and just DM me the word content. Send me the word content and I'll shoot you details on how you can learn my process that will give your content a way longer lifespan with little effort on your part. More on that soon. Now let's dive on in. If you love listening to the Gold Digger podcast, then I have the perfect next podcast for you. Imperfect Action hosted by Steph Taylor is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Imperfect Action is a bite-sized online marketing podcast for business owners. Join Steph Taylor as she answers all your business marketing questions and deep dives into the nitty-gritty of online marketing and content marketing, social media marketing, and marketing strategy for business owners. She recently covered the super hot topic of AI and how it could impact the online business world. You've got to tune into that if you're curious about all the benefits and the downsides of using AI in your content creation. Listen to Imperfect Action wherever you get your podcasts. One of my favorite parts about this podcast and getting to speak to you is telling you to not make the same mistakes that I made. So let's jump in a time machine and go way back. The year is 2010. I am starting my business. I didn't necessarily know it was going to become a business, but I was starting something. I'm sure some of you are there right now. And I started my something on a free WordPress blog. Now, this is when I had my camera. I was starting to get passionate. I was getting excited. I wanted to kind of share what I was up to. I wanted to kind of document this process. So on this free WordPress blog, I published a blog post. And then I published another and another and another. And before I knew it, I had created for myself this publishing cadence that was Monday through Friday, five posts a week, every single week. And I did that for years. I can't believe when I look back at what I was creating and how much content I was creating without having any purpose, without having a single call to action, without having a goal behind that content. I was literally writing new blog posts every single night and then hitting publish the next morning. Now, what you also might not know about me, which many people do not know this, is at the time I am working full-time for Target. I am starting this WordPress blog that is going to become my photography business. I also decide to add more to my plate because why not? And decided to start a Midwest wedding blog with a random girl that I met on Twitter who was from Minnesota. And we decided that we were going to start this Midwest wedding blog called Northwoods Wedding. Why? Because I, at the time, was a bride planning my wedding. There were very few wedding blogs. There wasn't Pinterest. And the only wedding blogs that existed shared so many beautiful weddings, but they were like all in beautiful vineyards in Napa. And I was planning my wedding in Duluth, Minnesota, and I just couldn't relate. And so I had tweeted about it met a new friend, and together we decided to launch this wedding blog. So I had two blogs that published every single day, Monday through Friday, without fail, for years. 
You guys, I did this literally for years on end. And when I think about all of the time that I spent on that content without having a plan, without having a strategy, without having a call to action, without driving a single result from that content other than hitting publish on the content, I kind of want to crawl under a rock, but I won't do that because I mean, clearly something in that maybe helped or worked. I definitely learned a lot of lessons through that constant content creation process. I got a lot of experience writing, but I look back at my 23-year-old self and I just want to hug her because... I believed that just creating content was enough, right? Like I'm just putting it out there every single day. I'm putting something new out there. And over the years, I have learned that there are so many better ways to create. Have you ever heard of Pareto's principle? There's that like 80-20 or 90-10 rule where a lot of times you can tie 90% of your results to 10% of your efforts or 80% of your results to 20% of your efforts. One thing that I've learned, and when I look back at my younger self, this self who was blogging every single day without missing a day, I was spending 90% of my time creating and 10% or even less of my time promoting that content. And over the years, my older and wiser self has realized that we should flip that. If we were to flip that principle on its head and say, I'm going to spend 90% of my time promoting this content and 10% of my time creating it, I think our results would look significantly different. So I was doing a little bit of research in preparation for this episode. And the amount of time that the average small business owner spends on creating content each week obviously can vary. There are a bunch of different factors, the size of your business, the industry you're in, your marketing goals, the available resources, your team... However, something that I found really interesting was according to a survey conducted by the Content Marketing Institute in 2020, 38% of small business owners spend between one and five hours per week on content creation, while 29% spend six to 10 hours a week. And 6% of small business owners spend more than 20 hours per week on content marketing. So what does this tell us? Well, it tells us that content is a part of almost every business. And one third of us is spending around 8 to 10% or more of our time each week on the content that we're creating. This is precious time. And this is likely a huge part of your strategy, your marketing system that allows you to sell the offer that's likely centered around this thing that you love. So I broke this episode down into three main points that is going to help you figure out how to create from a different perspective. I want you to create from the perspective that I'm coming from now after over a decade of content creation. And I do not want you to make the same mistake that I made when I was just getting started, where I was just creating for the sake of creating. So first main point is this, you want to intentionally create content. You want this level of intentionality behind the content that you create. Do not create just for the sake of creating. You want to create with a very clear objective and plan in mind. So how do we do this? So first, you want to start with the end in mind. So whenever I go to create anything new, whether it's a podcast episode, a blog post, a digital course, 
I always start with the end in mind. What is the goal of this piece of content? What will make this successful? I want to be able to say with a very clear mind, was this successful? Yes or no. And if I don't know how I'm rating that success, it's going to be really hard for me to answer that question. You want to think about what is the action that you want someone to take? When we start with the end in mind, we create way more intentionally and we also create higher quality content. You want valuable content that has a purpose and that drives a result. Do not create just for the sake of creating. So start with the end in mind. Before you even start writing the content, what is the goal of this piece and how will I consider it successful? Make that crystal clear. And once you crystallize that, it's going to make the actual creation process a lot easier. A lot of times I look at the content that I create and the places that I house it on as a resource library. Literally, right before I jumped on this podcast, I was talking to my good friend, Amy Porterfield. She's asking me about something and asking me a question. And I sent her a link to my blog. I look at my blog as this resource library and I was explaining something to her. And I was like, wait, I created a blog post all about this topic. Let me just send this to you. And if you need a podcast episode, here's a podcast episode on the topic. It is this resource library where I am anticipating and answering the questions that my followers, students, and even friends have before they can even ask them. It is a place where I can direct people to so that I'm not constantly saying the same things over and over again. And it's something that lives on after I hit publish, right? So I love to start with the end in mind when I create. Next, you want to think about where is this piece of content going to live? What is this content for? Which platform is it for? Is there an opportunity to use this content on other platforms? How will you promote this content so that it can get in front of your intended audience? These are all questions I want for you to think about when you think about, okay, where is this content going to live? Now, for me and my team, we have this content rhythm, right? So we have this rhythm of we publish blogs Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I have podcast episodes going up on Monday, Wednesday. We have this rhythm that we're working with. And when we create, we are often looking at all of the channels that we're creating on and trying to figure out how can we use this one piece of content across as many channels as possible? This is not only going to help promote the content, but it will also mean that we can create something once and then leverage that content in many places. So we actually create really intentionally. We have an entire system that we use. It is like this system that is robust where we take one piece of content and then we splice and dice it 10 different ways across different platforms to get the most reach out of it and to help extend the life of that piece of content. So think about things like this, like could a piece of your blog be used as a social post or could you take a part of your episode script and use it in an email? Or could you take a snippet from a recording you did and use it as an Instagram reel? Can a bullet point from your social media carousel stand alone on another platform? Like how can you create one thing, but leverage it in different mediums so that your content has this omnipresent feel and you're getting more results and more lifespan with what you're creating without having to actually create more. Again, this goes back to this main point of creating with intentionality behind the content. Next, I want for you to think about this when we talk about intentionality. You want to create cornerstone content first. Let me explain what this is, but first let me give you a little bit of context into what this looked like for us. 
So when COVID hit and everyone was panicking, we decided to kind of try and do things a little bit differently. So instead of going more outward with more promotion and more selling when the world felt really unstable, we went very inward as a company and an organization. And so one of the things that we decided to focus on was SEO, search engine optimization. And we hired an amazing person named Ryan, who we were working with on our SEO strategy. And one of the first assignments he gave us was to create what he called cornerstone content. Cornerstone content is essentially the foundation of a brand's website. It covers the core topics and the themes of that business. Think things like in-depth guides or tutorials or posts or articles that showcase the brand's expertise and differentiates them from others. We use brand pillars in basically all of the content that we create, whether it's for this podcast or for my blog. We have these standard blog pillars, but we hadn't necessarily thought about specific cornerstone content, which would kind of be like the hub, the house of that pillar of our business. Now, this type of content is super valuable. So if you are someone listening to this and you're like, hey, I don't got 20 hours this week to create content. I've got a very limited amount of time. This might be where you want to begin is thinking about what are the main pillars of your business and how can you create super specific content that is going to serve as cornerstone content. Meaning if somebody was to search for you or they were to land on your website and want to learn more about what you do or how you do it or why you do it, there is this cornerstone piece of content that is literally like the holy grail of all things you or your offer or your business. Now, here's why this type of content is super value. It establishes your brand's authority and expertise in a particular area, which then can lead to increased trust and credibility with your audience. The other part of this, and this is where we were learning about it, is it helps immensely with SEO, search engine optimization, and it can do things like attract backlinks and social shares, which can boost your website's ranking and drive more traffic and leads to your offers. So that's what we were focusing on. Now, if you're thinking about creating cornerstone content, you want to focus on creating really high quality cornerstone content that's going to remain relevant and valuable to your target audience for an extended period. It's a really critical component of your overall content strategy. And it's likely something that many of you listeners have never thought about or never done. But I really urge you to think about this when we're talking about creating with a new level of intentionality, because this piece of content can significantly impact your online visibility, your reputation, and your success. And the cool thing about it is that it'll likely become your most viewed content for years to come. So think about the different pillars in your brand. And maybe over the next month, if you wrote one piece of Cornerstone content each week, you could have an incredible little library of Cornerstone content that can help your SEO and help get you in front of more people. The Gold Digger podcast is supported by HubSpot. Entrepreneurs have a lot to deal with without tedious tasks like manually updating reports or chasing down teams to figure out if targets have slipped. With HubSpot CRM, get real-time data at your fingertips so your teams can stay in sync across the customer journey. Track your contacts and customers, send personalized emails in bulk, and get the context you need to create amazing experiences for your teams and for your customers at scale, all from one powerful platform. 
It's why more than 150,000 companies already use HubSpot CRM to run their businesses better. Plus, HubSpot's user-friendly interface sets you up for success from day one so you can spend less time managing software and more time on what matters, your customers. There's no better time to get organized. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better and get a special offer of 20% off on eligible plans at HubSpot.com slash Gold Digger. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. My second main point when we're talking about this content creation process is that I want for you to create with longevity in mind, aim for evergreen efforts that maximize the results the piece of content can get you. So basically, if we were going to water that whole statement down, evergreen content is the type of content that doesn't become outdated quickly and it remains valuable and relevant to your audience over an extended period. It's the kind of content that's not tied to a specific time or event. It provides this timeless information that people will always find useful. Think of it like those how-to guides or comprehensive tutorials or even like listicles that never go out of style. They're always there for you whenever you need them, like a trusty friend that never lets you down. By creating evergreen content, you can ensure that your content will continue to drive traffic and engagement long after you hit that publish button, which is what we are hoping for. We do not want to live like the Jenna lived a decade ago where she was just creating and creating and creating and the content was just living and dying with the one single Facebook post that I was using to promote it. When you think about creating on a more evergreen scale, it's this great foundation for your content strategy. And it's again, this way that you can establish yourself as an authority in your field. So if you haven't already, start creating evergreen content that your audience will love and keep coming back to. Now, when I think about content strategy, like this is the only way we create. Like my hope for you as a listener of the Gold Digger podcast is that you could go back to an episode from two years ago and still find relevant information in it. We very rarely do episodes that are super specific to a time period we're in because I want this content to live on. I want for it to make sense for you. I want for it to serve you long after we publish it. We want everything we create 
to work towards this overall strategy of having longevity within the creations. And so evergreen is the way to go. So let me break down six ways that you can ensure that your content is evergreen, because I know this might be new for you. So first you want to choose more timeless topics. Now I know that it is really easy to kind of want to just like create with spontaneity, but if you can choose topics for your content creation that maybe address common questions, like I talked about, or problems or interests that are relevant to your audience, you want to think about things that are timeless, that people could click on a year from now, two years from now, and still get value out of. You also want to have accurate and up-to-date information. So if you take my tip from area one of this episode and you go on to create a cornerstone piece, you might want to set a reminder to yourself to revisit that piece every six months or every year, just to make sure that everything is still accurate and up-to-date. We went on to create cornerstone content for each one of the topics that I cover inside of my courses. And so that is something that we're revisiting often just to make sure that all of that information in there is still relevant and up-to-date. You also, number three, want to avoid trendy or time-sensitive references. So something that we used to do as a team that I had to nix once we started really thinking with more intentionality around our content is we had to stop saying things like, happy spring or like it's April and da, 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 da. Because then I'm like, oh my gosh, if somebody is reading this in June, they might just stop reading it at this point because they think it's out of date. And so you want to avoid time sensitive references or references to specific events or trends or news that could easily become outdated quickly. You also want to avoid specific dates or years. And I'm going to give you one caveat to this one, but Avoid using specific dates or years in your content because it can obviously outdate your content. Now, there is one caveat to this. One thing that we do in terms of using years is if we are creating a new resource of like Pinterest strategies that work for 2023, that is something that we will use in terms of our marketing. And oftentimes it's very similar to the one that we had for 2022, but it helps people to know that like this is current and up-to-date strategies that we're using. And so that's the only caveat that I have for that one. But again, how can you avoid just using specific dates or years? We often think about this as well on things like our webinars, where if I'm recording a webinar on a Wednesday morning, like I don't want to get on the webinar and say like, Hey everybody, happy Wednesday. It is 10 AM central standard time. Because if somebody is going to watch the replay, they could again, just write this content off of like, Oh, she's not live, or this isn't relevant, or this was from three months ago. It's not going to make sense. And so we really focus on avoiding using specific dates or years. Number five is making sure that it is comprehensive and detailed. You want to make your content comprehensive and detailed covering all of the information your audience needs on a particular topic. This approach helps ensure that your content remains valuable to your audience and can become something that they come back to. It becomes this like go-to resource for them. And so as you are writing evergreen content, you want to make sure that this content is comprehensive, that you actually give people the details. My goal in every piece of content, whether it is an episode on this show or a blog post on my blog, is that I am giving you something that you can literally take, take action on and get yourself a result. I am a huge fan of what I like to call quick wins. And so I am always creating in a way that I hope allows you to take even just one bit of this information that I'm giving you in today's episode, take it, apply it, get yourself a result, build up your confidence in your ability to get results 
and really come back to take more action. And then lastly, evergreen content is really good at focusing on your audience's needs. Keep the focus on them, provide solutions to their problems, answer their questions. This approach ensures that your content remains relevant and valuable to them over an extended period. For example, on this one, when I was a wedding photographer, I would often anticipate the questions that a lot of my clients, brides and grooms would ask. They would ask maybe like, should I do a first look? And so then I created a blog post of like, should you do a first look or not? And I weighed out all the pros and cons, and then I allowed them to make their decision. And oftentimes I would gear that content towards what my desire was so that I could do my best work. But again, I was giving them the information that they needed, not having to repeat myself for every single client and being able to point them to resources that will allow them to make informed decisions. So I remember as a wedding photographer, I would create a ton of blog posts like, What time should you shoot your portraits? How to craft the perfect wedding day schedule? Things to anticipate on your wedding day that are likely forgotten. And all of this content I would send to my clients and it would allow them to have an even better experience and it would allow me to show up and do my job in an even bigger and better way. And so again, this is just thinking about like, what does your audience need? How can you create this resource library? How can you make sure that it's not outdated? And how can you get it in front of the right? people, which guides me to my third main point of today. We do not want to make the mistake that I made in terms of having content that had no purpose, that was not evergreen, and that was not driving a result. How do we do that? We create with intentionality, we create evergreen, and tip three, we figure out how we can maximize the shelf life of our content. So I actually have this secret weapon. What if I told you that you could increase the amount of time your content was working for you by 120 times without adding a ton more work to your plate? Let me introduce you to your content's new best friend. It is a platform called Pinterest. Okay, hear me out. Stick with me. Leveraging this one platform could literally change how you create content forever and how that content works for you forever. So let me take you back. Not as far ago as when I was doing all of that insane blogging, but about seven years ago, I hired my first virtual assistant. Her name was Caitlin. If you've read my book, there is an entire chapter about how Caitlin and I came to work together, but I will never forget meeting her in this small Wisconsin town in this cute little coffee shop, the Brick House. And we sat down together and had coffee. And this was at our first meeting. And she said, Jenna, how are you using Pinterest? And I was like, Oh, I mean, I love picking out outfits and they have really good chicken recipes and I have my dream closet pinned and someday I will have that. And she was like, no, no, no. How are you using Pinterest like as a part of your marketing strategy? And I was like, what? Like Pinterest is just like this pretty place where I make inspo boards. Like, what are you talking about? Caitlin knew something that I did not know. She knew that Pinterest could be a huge part of our marketing strategy. And so she said, hey, can you give me your Pinterest login? Let me just try a few things. Let me see if I can get you results. And I was like, sure, of course, do whatever you want. So Caitlin got onto Pinterest. And at the time I was solely a wedding photographer. I wasn't doing any of the things that you see today. I was shooting wedding photos on the weekends. And she started intentionally setting up my Pinterest profile, creating different boards and pinning all of this content that I'd created for the last few years. And wouldn't you know that all of a sudden Pinterest became our number one traffic referral source and 
Caitlin had created this system where she was spending under an hour a week pinning all of our content. So I want to share this with you because I don't think this is talked about nearly enough. Let me break down for you the average lifespan of a post on social media. And let me make my case for Pinterest the way that Caitlin did this for me years and years ago over coffee. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. On Instagram, the average lifespan of a post is about 24 hours, with most posts living and dying between three to five hours after you hit publish. Facebook, a post lasts about eight hours. TikTok, 24, give or take. YouTube, 48 hours-ish. Twitter, 18 minutes. Do you want to know what the average lifespan of a post on Pinterest is? Four months four months. Compare that to 24 hours or eight hours or 18 minutes. Your content can live on for four months. And that's the average. A quote from Pucora says half of all product orders from a pin come at least two and a half months after the product was first pinned two and a half months. Half of the orders come that long after it was pinned. Now answer me this. What good is your content If no one is actually seeing it or worse, it's not tied to any sort of result. A lot of times I hear so many of you so frustrated with platforms like Instagram and you're like, I am spending all of this time creating reels and they just flop. Or I am writing all these social media posts. I have these great call to actions. Nobody's actually liking them. 3% of my audience is even seeing what I'm sharing. I hear all of that. And what is crazy to me is that 
when you think of all the time that you are working on and creating and shooting and editing and captioning content that is living and dying within 24 hours and is likely not tied to a real result, this is where we've got to make a change. Pinterest is not social media. I know it often gets grouped in our brains as social media because that icon shows up right next to the cute little F and the little birdie and the little Instagram icon on our websites. But Pinterest is a search engine and people are going onto that platform to type in specific questions and keywords. They want to discover things. So what would it look like if you could create content with intentionality, quality content that serves, that answers questions that can become a resource And people can find you when they type in the keywords of the things that you do, the thing that you love, the thing that you have created, your business. I feel like I am someone who is constantly making the case for Pinterest. It was so funny. So a lot of you have probably seen this on social media. When we moved into our new house, we got a cold plunge. I love our cold plunge. I use it every single day. And I got on the phone with one of the heads at the cold plunge place where we got our plunge from. And he had noticed all this different content that I was creating. He's like, whoa, we're seeing a ton of people coming in from you sharing about this plunge. Like, let's talk about it. So I started asking him like, wow, like you, your business has grown exponentially. I saw them on Shark Tank. They had started this business during the pandemic. The business has exploded. And I was kind of asking him like, what is your marketing strategy? How is this working? And he's like, honestly, it's like pretty much all organic. And I was like, oh, well, like, please tell me you're using Pinterest. And he was like, what, Pinterest? And I was like, oh my gosh, you guys would crush it on Pinterest. And he's like, no way. I said, go on to Pinterest right now and just type in cold plunge and see what comes up. Tons of content populates. Benefits of cold plunging. How long do I plunge for? Should I get a cold plunge? What does a cold plunge look like? All of these questions pop up. All of these articles pop up. I was like, look at this. Like Your competitors are already on there. You have so much user-generated content that could translate onto Pinterest and could drive traffic to your website where you can capture these customers and give them an experience that will guide them towards a purchase. The cool thing about Pinterest is Pinterest's goal is to connect its users with content. They want to connect the people that are searching with the type of content that they're searching for. And there is a very good chance that if you are not on Pinterest, your competitors are, and they are taking advantage of all of the traffic that that platform is sending them. Right now, as I'm recording this episode, we get over 5 million views on Pinterest per month, and we spend less than an hour per week on our content. Let me continue my case for Pinterest and explain why it can be a massively powerful marketing tool for your business, especially when it comes to content marketing. And the cool thing about this platform is you do not need to create more content. In fact, I will show you how you will actually be creating less content, especially if you're following my first two tips from this episode about creating content with intentionality and creating more evergreen content. So Pinterest is a visual platform. It's a really incredible place for small businesses because you can share pictures of your products. You can share articles. You can share infographics. You can share videos on the platform. And so a lot of times you're likely already creating visual content, whether it's for your blog, for your YouTube cover, for your Instagram. And so you probably already have a ton of visual content that would actually work really well on the platform. Pinterest also gives you increased visibility. You can create boards that align with your brand's values and interests, and you can increase your visibility on the platform, which attracts more followers and can drive more traffic to your website. 
It also helps with search engine optimization, which is a theme of this episode. Pinterest is again, a search engine and optimizing your content using relevant keywords and descriptions can help increase your visibility on the platform as well as improve your website's SEO. Again, what good is your content if nobody's landing on it? They can't find it if there's not good searchability with it. You can also leverage something called promoted pins. It allows small businesses to pay for increased visibility on Pinterest, making it a super excellent platform. Most business owners are using Facebook and Instagram for paid strategy. And so Pinterest has been a really, really great place for us. However, I do want to note that most of our results are coming organic and we did not use paid or promoted pins for years upon years upon years. It can also help with link building. So it allows you to add links to your content, which can again, drive traffic back to your website, improve your SEO ranking. Now, real quick, why driving traffic to your website is so huge is because you own your website. You don't own your social media accounts. You cannot control users' experience. But when you are sending this traffic to your site, you can have this plan in place to capture that traffic. And guess what happens when you capture that traffic? You drive real results. I don't know about you, but likes and comments have never paid my bills. But email subscribers that I can serve and eventually sell to you absolutely do. And then lastly, Pinterest is a great platform for audience engagement. Pinterest users, if you look at the data, they are highly engaged. It is an incredible, incredible platform for you to connect with your target audience, respond to comments, build relationships. Just yesterday, I was looking up a recipe for lasagna soup on Pinterest, and I was just reading through the thread of people commenting on these different recipes. And I thought, wow, this is really cool to get that feedback as well as a creator. All of these are reasons why I love Pinterest. Obviously, you can tell I'm wildly passionate about this platform. The biggest reason that I love Pinterest is that when you create with intentionality and you create from this evergreen place, Pinterest gives your content a way longer lifespan. It gets you traffic and engagement for months, sometimes even years after you hit publish. The goal here is for you to stop spending so much time on content that isn't even being seen, that's lasting an hour or two, and that is not tied to real results. Like if I could go back and share this with myself a decade ago, I would have stopped creating daily blog posts and instead maybe wrote one intentional piece of content per week and then used a platform like Pinterest to promote that piece of content for months to come, getting me results for years to come. So If this is something that is brand new to you, or if your mind is being blown right now, or if you're like, I need to know how to do this or how this works, I am teaching an entirely free class on Pinterest. You can save your seat at teachmetopin.com, teachmetopin.com. I'm going to go over my easy steps to 20X your traffic using Pinterest in under an hour a week. I will literally on this training show you how I take one piece of content create 10 promotional pieces around it. I'll show you the visuals for our top converting pin designs. I'll talk to you about how you can get those pin designs. I will walk you through why Pinterest needs to be a place that you are focusing on this year. So you can head to teachmetopin.com to save your free seat, or you can hop onto Instagram and just DM me the word content. Just send me the word content. I will send you the info to join. I promise you, if you spend this hour with me, you will be able to implement and get results fast and take everything that I shared with you in today's episode and put it to work so that you can actually see results in under an hour a week. I want to show you how to unlock this platform so that your content can be working for you, you not working on it. 
That's teachmetopin.com or just DM me the word content. We also have it linked in today's show description and show notes for this episode. I hope you love today's episode. I love this topic. I also love reflecting on some of the mistakes I made in those early days. One good thing about that, I have thousands upon thousands of blog posts about who knows what just out there on the internet for somebody to find. But I love that the lessons that I've learned get to be distilled into episodes like this for you and that you get to consume this content. I hope to see you in my free Pinterest training. I will go way deeper on this topic and teach you and kind of break things down for you. So again, that's teachmetopin.com. The link is in the show notes or just DM me the word content and we'll send over the details for that. And of course, until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. I cannot wait to see what type of content you create. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.